0: Today we're going to study about the first angel's message. Where is the third three angels' message in the Bible? Revelation chapter 14. Come with me to Revelation chapter 14. Recently, I had a privilege to read um, one of the book by Dr. Um, Larry Lichtenwalter. walter He used to be a professor at Andrews Seminary. Um, He would teach uh, ethics and uh, philosophy, and he was also senior pastor at the Village Church, uh, other than PMC, uh, Pioneer Memorial Church, on campus. Barron Springs has their own local church called uh, Village Church. And he was a senior pastor there, but he wrote a book uh, love story about from, love story from uh, Revelation, Book of Revelation. You know, when we think about Book of Revelation, it is a, it sounds like a mysterious book. It talks about beast, dragon, and attacks, and run away from the persecution, But when we look carefully, it's about Jesus' love letter. You know, chapter 1 talks about, you know, before we read uh, Revelation chapter 14, why don't we start with uh, chapter 1. Revelation chapter 1. Reading from verse 1, the Bible says, the revelation of who? Jesus. Jesus Christ. So, this book is not revelation of the dragon, red dragon, or the beast, the first beast, earth beast, or a second beast, the sea beast. I'm sorry, all the way around. But it's not about those beasts. But it's about Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him to who? Jesus Christ to show unto who his servants things which must shortly come to pass and he sent and signified by who? His angel unto his servant John, who bear record of the Word of God and of the testimony of Jesus Christ. And of all things that he saw. So this book is about Jesus Christ. Always remember Jesus Christ. You have to find every chapter, every verse relating to Jesus Christ. What is he trying to do? What is he showing to us? And that revelation was given by God to him. He gave it to the angel, and the angel brought it to John, the revelator. Verse 3, here is a great promise. Blessed is he that readeth, and they that hear the words of this prophecy, and keep those things which are written therein, for the time is at hand. Of course, reading the whole scripture is a blessing. But this book has a special, triple blessing. it's just right reading it, hearing it, and keeping the things that he mentioned here. Because we don't have much time. So, let's dive in. Come to Revelation chapter 14. If we can just uh, summarize the whole Revelation, I would say the Lamb and His Bride. The Lamb and His Bride. Who is the Lamb? Jesus Christ. Who is the Bride? His beloved church. The difference between Book of Revelation and Daniel, what is the difference? One is dealing with political things. Like Daniel, it's all about kingdom after kingdom and kingdom and kingdom. Which king, you know, king of the north, king of the south, king of the north, all the way until chapter twelve. So God is trying to reveal his prophecy to the kings and leaders to understand what's going to happen. Of course, there is a saints. We're going to study about that uh, next time period or um, third period. The judgment is said in the kingdom. Who's going to receive the final kingdom? But the revelation is different. It's about a lady lady going through a different time of the history. Sometimes she's weak. Sometimes she seems like she's going to fall down and never get up. But God raised him up again and then she walked, she goes through persecution and triumph. Even with her weaknesses and struggle with him. This is a beautiful love story. You know like the, you know, In old days, I used to watch movies, and I don't like movies that has sad endings. I like the movies like you know the you know what is it Western you know you know this cowboy movies you know they 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 start and you know they struggle they fight for the justice they almost got killed punched and whatever at the at the end who wins the good wins. So, so the, 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 this story, very similar. I'm, I'm not saying that you go and watch the movies, but the, <laughs> but but the but the revelation, the book of Revelation, the 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 Lamb and the Bride and what they go through together is just like that. They go through persecution. The dragon try to destroy, and then verily she made it, and then the wings was given, and and there is a remnant, and they will go through the, you know tribulation. And and they will gain the victory is that a good news so this is a good news it doesn't look like good news but if you sit down and pray and search the words and study carefully it's all about Jesus how he's trying to redeem and help his beloved church to experience the victory come with me to Revelation chapter 14 Reading from verse 6, Revelation chapter 14, verse 6, the Bible says, And I saw another angel fly in the midst of heaven, having the, what kind of gospel? Oblivion. The everlasting gospel to preach unto them that dwell on the earth, and to every nation, and kindred, and tongue, and people. Verse 7, Saying with a loud voice, Fear God and give glory to Him, for the hour of His judgment is come, and worship Him that made heaven, the earth, and the sea, and the fountains of waters. And there followed another angel, saying, Babylon is fallen, is fallen, that great city, because she made all nations drink of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. And the third angel followed him, them saying with a loud voice, If any man worship the beast and his image and receive his mark in his forehead or in his hand, the same same shall drink of wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out without mixture in the cup of his indignation, And he shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels, and in the presence of the Lamb. And the smoke of their torment ascendeth up forever and ever, and they have no rest day and night, who worship the beast and his image, and whosoever receives the mark of his name. Here is the patience of the saints. Here are they that keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus." Does this sound like a good news to you? Chapter 14, verse 6, it says, I saw another angel flying in the midst of heaven. Who is this angel? What 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 is angel means in Greek? Angelos, angel, messenger. It simply is messenger, right? I will talk about that either Sabbath morning at, or Sunday morning devotion. I'm going to talk more about this issue, but it's talking about the last day church who will do this work. Why is it flying? Why is it flying, not running or not walking? Because the work has to be stripped around the globe. It has to go through different nations and tongue and people. And if you want to go around all these different places, you cannot just run different places. You have to fly because people have to see, people have to witness and hear clearly about this message, okay? Why is the everlasting gospel? There's only one place you know in the Bible mentioned about everlasting gospel. Why everlasting gospel? Let me talk about gospel. Let's, let's talk about gospel. What is a gospel? The gospel simply means the good news. All right? What is the gospel in Greek? Is it Evangelion? Evangelion, Evangelion, right? And it means a good news, good message that you have to proclaim. What is the good news? What is the good news that God wants us to understand? Salvation, right? John chapter five verse thirty nine says people try to try to read the Bible because they want to find what eternal life, right? But he says it testify of who the whole book of Bible, the theme, one theme of this Bible is Jesus, the Lamb. we we think about it Jesus Jesus I mean we, we talk about Jesus we sing about Jesus what is so special about Jesus in you know, a seminar is different than just preaching I don't want to preach to you okay I want to interact with you so if you have you know something that you understand I'm not give you I'm not gonna give you F or you know D for your wrong answer, I'll just say, good try. If he's wrong, I'll say good try. That's wrong. That's wrong? <laughs> we live in a we live in a postmodern society and, and one of the characteristics of postmodern society is there's no wrong. You're right? Okay, good try, you're right. Maybe you, you're looking at different angles. You know, everybody's right. No. We, they don't believe in absolute truth. There is something wrong about that, right? There is an absolute truth, we believe. So what is the gospel? It's a salvation. It's about Jesus. God's saving power through his son. Did you know that Jesus almost came to this earth about 130 years ago? Did you know about that? When was this? When was the Seventh-day Adventist Church organized? What happened in 1844? What what happened? Yeah. Great. Disappointing. Many people studied the Bible from uh, William Miller. And then they thought that Jesus would come and cleanse the earth, right? And they were waiting and waiting, waiting. He didn't come. But there's nothing wrong about the prophecy. The just interpretation was wrong. So after 1840, for a great disappointment, there was a small group of people... They want to continue to study the Bible, and God show them what the truth, you know, about the heavenly sanctuary and how Jesus is supposed to minister in the heavenly sanctuary, right? So, 1863 was a church. seventh year, the Adventist Church was established. From this time until 1888, what happened in 1888? Indiana, in, in Indiana Police, Indiana. I think they had a general conference, and there's a two young preacher present something unique gospel than they understood before, and that was righteousness by faith. White said if our church embraced this message during 1888 Jesus would have come in 2 years did you did you hear that if our church leaders and the members embraced the message of righteousness by faith during that general conference in Indianapolis, 1888, Jesus would have come in two years, which is 1820, 1890, right? He would have come. I mean, we I don't think none of us is part of it, you know. It's, it's a blessing. I mean, it's a blessing and also a, a curse, blessing for us. I'm, I'm, I'm sure that God has his um, providence and his timing. But that's how much the message been rejected by our church. My next question is why are we still here? I, I, I don't know if you are getting the, the point that I'm trying to make here. Jesus would have come In 1890, if our church had received and accepted the righteousness by faith message in a hundred, what, thirty years, forty years ago. Thirty years ago, right? But we are still here because why? We We haven't accepted or experienced the righteousness by faith. Three angels message. I can boldly proclaim that as a strong link or it covers the three angels message. What 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 is a righteousness by faith? Can we kind of like What do you understand as righteousness by faith? You know, before, before 1888, what was the main theme of our church, The, the, the message? Second coming. What else? What were they pushing really, really hard Were they preaching three angels' message during the time? Yes. Which one? Which part? First and second. What are the first? We're going to study about that next hour. First angels' message and second in this message. They were heavily preaching about fallen, fallen, the Babylon is fallen. Come out of her. Revelation chapter 18. Why? Because of. The wine, false doctrine, right? The people were all these so-called Protestants. They've been drinking the false doctrines that were inherited from their mother church, which is the Roman Papacy. So the main main goal for early pioneer was come out, come out, come out because you're drinking the wrath of a fornication. you got to come out. And to do that, what do they have to present? The law of God. Can you, can you understand the full pictures right now? Seventh-day Adventist who are the seventh evidences, by the way? No, 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 no. How, how did they start this church? 1863. Oh. Where, where do they come from? Different, Protestant, churches, right? If you have a time, if you have a time, I don't know if I have a time, but but. I would like you to study about Christian churches. Ellen G. White said, We need to learn about church histories. You know, when there was a school of they learned a few different subjects. Number one was the scripture. right? And then history. And then song and song. Those are the topics. And of course, they're, they're supposed to learn. Health and uh, manual training, but history is really important. I, I flunked my Korean history class because I didn't care about you know history. What does that have to do with my life? But when I went to you know college and you know uh, seminary, university, and I realized I exist and I believe the things because of the history. If I do not understand my family background, who my father, who my grandmother and grandfather, I'm gonna sh- share with you more about how our family becomes some which is from uh, Methodist. It, it's really important, right? How you decide to come to A.O.Y., Army of Youth Camp. Or why are you sitting here in this classroom, instead of having fun with your friend, shopping at, you know, the Twin Tower. What is it, center, Mall. Everything is important. I saw some of you a couple years ago. Do you remember? I met you. What What did you say, sorry? History, yes, that's history. It is very important because I recognize them and I can say, Hi, how have you been? So understanding history is very important. So going back to our topic, so they were preaching about the law, law of God. You have to obey the law. Especially which one? The Sabbath, the fourth commandment. People are preaching, that, you know, Fourth Commandment has done away the, at the cross. They said, "No, we still have to keep the Sabbath." Here's a Bible text: Jesus say, you know, "We have to pray hard that the trial and persecution will come during the winter and Sabbath." So they were praying all these cool texts, and they were smart and elite. Seventh-day Adventist pioneer, pioneers. We've we been listening about all this. Movement, right? Movement. And I recently had a chance to open up Adventist Youth Manual. Do you, do you remember Adventist? I mean, we have some um, people who are, who are young in heart. Young in heart. We used to have an AY program. I don't know. in Malaysia still have an AY program? Yes. If you go to U.S., it's gone away. Some somewhere you know they they don't do any any ay. Some of the African American churches or Caribbean churches they do that. Still they get together and they do programs in the afternoons. But ay is gone. But before ay, there was a Um, mv. MV. What does mv stand for? Missionary (laughs) volunteer. (laughs) Who started this movement? There was a two boys. In Michigan, 14 and 17 years old. I don't have their name right now, but I can look it up. I think that one of their names is Henry. They said, why don't we gather some young people and do some missionary work? 14 and 17 years old. And that's how the volunteer you know, missionary movement started. We used to have missionary on our universities and colleges name. You know, we have Emmanuel Missionary College, which was now become Andrews University. Southern Missionary College, now Southern Adventist University. All these universities, they forsook the name Missionary. We used to produce lots of lots of missionary, but now I think we're producing a lot of career based you know people just trying to make money, which is a sad thing. So God had to do something to help our church to be balanced. So he called B.J. Wagner and Jones to preach his unique message that was righteousness by faith. What, what is uh, righteousness by faith all about? What is it? What is different between the gospel before? They pushed, and then after 1888... Actually, you know, 1888, they didn't exceed the message. Ellen's wife had to really strongly push, 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 push what the General Conference did. They said, Ellen's wife, you need some break. We don't want to hear your message anymore. We want you to go away somewhere. So they sent her to Australia. And she was there and that's how the Avondale came about and all this wonderful vegetarian food sanitarian food but what what is the gospel about? righteousness by faith but before, you know, 1888 what was their main by the way, what time, how much time do I have? You no, know, I don't know. But you know, we don't have time here. You have to let me know the, when the first session ends. I'm sorry. 11:15. No, no, no. There's a break So 11:15. 11:15. Your, this session until 11. 11. to 12. Okay, thank you. I need to catch up with the time. Pastor Wong, let me know what time I am to end, okay? Give me like maybe 10 minutes. So, so what is the difference between these two Gospels? Before 1888 and then? Because you have to understand this everlasting Gospel. Otherwise, we cannot proclaim what are you going to say when you try to do evangelism? You're going to talk about the Sabbath. You're going to talk about second coming. What What is it about? What are we supposed to preach to this earth? You know Matthew, Matthew chapter 24. Come with me to Matthew, chapter 24. You know we wonder. You know I'm I'm third generation seventh Adventist. You know I have a cousin. Who has grandchildren? Okay, they call me Grandpa MC. I am only, you know, less than forty years old. You know, but they call me Grandpa MC. So we have all together, like you know, six generation all together as Adventist. You know, my my grandfather and grandmother they passed away at the age of ninety-six. David, have you met my grandparents? Do you remember? Maybe. Grandfather, probably. Um, he came to our, our place a couple decades ago. But anyway, they was they were both strong Methodists. Very conservative strong Methodist. And then one day, my uncle, he was a high school student, third year. He was preparing to go to college. And somebody invited him to study a prophecy. So my uncle, at the age of 19, he says, Wow, prophecy, I'm interested in that. He went and studied for one month with this pastor, Pastor Kim. And he was converted to some dad. And then he says, I want, he asked his pastor, Pastor Kim, I want you to come to my parents' place. So they sit down together study for another week. The whole family becomes Seventh Day As soon as they learn about Sabbath, that's it. Everybody is not going to school on Sabbath, it Saturday. So from that time on, our whole family has been Seventh Day And there was there were one thing they've been longing to see and witness. Guess what there was? They want to see Jesus. They all believe with all their hearts that Jesus is coming soon. Do you believe that Jesus is coming soon? Do you? Oh, are you serious? Jesus is coming soon. Jesus is coming soon. Sooner than 100 years ago, 50 years ago, 40 years ago, He is coming soon. The thing is, that we don't really live as if he's coming soon. Have mercy. Matthew chapter twenty-four, verse fourteen. Bible said. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations. And then shall the end come. Why is Jesus not here? Very simple answer is found in this chapter. Why is Jesus not here? My grandfather waited, waited, waited. Waited until they're ninety eight, 98, 96. they passed away, and we're still standing here. I don't want us to become aged, and then we, you know, we have to teach our grandchildren, like babysit them, and like Jesus is coming soon. I believe that when I was twenty years old, eighteen years old. I attend AOI in Kuala Lumpur. Jesus is coming soon. I don't want that. I want to see Jesus soon. You know, I have to make confession. You know, confession. You know, not to the priest, but to everyone. I used to be a news junkie. You know what that means, news junkie? I can spend my whole day... Where's my cell phone? This become an idol, right? iPhone become my idol number one. Whenever I get up, you know what? What happened last night? What happened in uh, Africa? What happened in Ethiopia? What happened in Malaysia? Oh, what? You can spend hours and hours looking up the news. What's happening around the world? I will check the currency. I will check the economy news. I will check the health news. I will check, you know, every news. Do you think it's boring? I tell you, it's fun. <laughs> I will go to Malaysia. I will go to Africa. I will go to. You know, Germany, what's happening with there? I mean, why they're supporting all this EU? They were trying to help rescue all this Greece and, you know, all this country. This stupid thing. Uh, you know, it's not, not going to get better. And I was like, wow, wow, comment, in, comment. In. I will spend whole time, but I'll have less time for devotion. This was my idol. So when I was invited to this conference, I gave up. Lord, I believe that I been in love with this world. I, the time that I get up in the morning, what I used to do is I don't know about you, but I, when I get up, I have to drink warm water and I have to go to the bathroom. Inside the bathroom, I'll do this. Whoa. Do you hear me? You are addicted. This is addiction. And when you cannot see the news, you get nervous. Your hands are, hands are shaking, literally. You know, like you miss a couple meals. I don't know if you can relate to me. Let's say you miss a couple meals, or not, not like two, three days. Just miss two meals, breakfast and lunch. What happened in the evening? You're sweating what's happening with my body? That was what's happening with me when I don't you know don't watch news. I have a BBC, I have a KBS, I have SBS, I have a CNN, time, MSNBC. I would just spend time in time until... I saw this two news, and I said, "That's it." Of course, I've been praying about this. My wife said, "Honey, you have addiction problem." I'm like, "No, I'm not. <laughs> I can just, I can, I can just stop, you know, reading the news." But I will just keep searching, even though I know the problem is this, right? Addiction. You ask people who have, uh, you know, addiction problem, A drug or you know nicotine or you know alcohol they said I can put any time <laughs> cold turkey I can I can do that but reality oh hey you're sweating your hands are shaking I saw this two news first one I you know make a copy of it it was a news from Korea this lady stepmother who was forty one years old beat her stepdaughter broke 16 ribs because she wanted to go to picnic with her friends. She was eight years old. I said, that's it. I don't have any hope for this world. If you continue, listen carefully, if we continue go this path, Right? This path, we're going to talk about everlasting gospel. There's an everlasting gospel in Satan's version, okay? He has also gospel too. And I tell you, 95 percent of this world are believing that, even though they might say, "Oh, I'm Christian," or they might say they're Muslim, or they say they're Hindus or whatever, everybody's believing. 95 percent of people are believing, or maybe more. That side of the everlasting gospel, but we are believing true everlasting gospel. And the second news was a man, uncle, raped her, his niece, six months old, six months old baby. I said, no more news. And the Bible says in Matthew chapter 6, seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. He didn't say seek ye first the world and their work. And I said, Lord, please forgive my sin. I've been cherished this was my idol And I would watch And watch I mean I could do the same thing to, through internet too Just open up CNN Look for some people And if I don't understand about them I will go to Wikipedia And then type their name And it will show all their names What kind of work they, Do you understand my point You can surf the web for
1: Days and days
0: and days And you will never get bored I'm telling you and there's so much to watch now. We have a, what? YouTube, Vimeo, what? And all this media. You can, I'm telling you, Satan works really, really hard. I'm not saying that all the internet stuff is bad. We have YouTube, there is a warning devotion, there is a GYC, there is a. I don't know if AYC has your videos uploaded, but we have so many good things in the internet too. But God, you know. Satan tried really, really hard to throw so many different evil nets around us that he can catch and hook you. What gospel is this talking about? This gospel. Of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come." Are we living in a time of the end? Do we? My dear friends, brothers and sisters in Christ, are we living in the time of the end? How do you know? you know even the secular people they say this is the end of the world look at the hurricanes, look at the tornadoes, look at all this natural disasters happening it's more and more intensive intensifying right? Mm-hmm. we're more seeing more like the, the example of the earthquake we're seeing more uh, earthquake uh, powerful than you know, 6.0 zero magnitude happening more frequently these days. So people say, wow, this is the end of the world. Look at all this homosexual movement, their their, political agendas. Look at the United States. They do speak like a dragon nowadays. They're taking away people's rights. They're taking away religious freedom. They're taking away your, you know, civil rights. They said, we are going to demand. They're talking about your privacy. They hacked your phone. They, you know what I mean? They hack your account, emails. They even hack, you know, presidents, other countries' presidents' phone lines. <laughs> they don't care for their welfare and their benefits. We are living in this kind of and, and everybody's fine with it. Of course, they say, oh, we don't, we're not happy about it. Obama said, let's have a meeting. And after that, it's silence. How do we know we are living in the end of the time? Does the Bible give us a definite time that when it starts, time of the end? When this time of the end starts? Let's go to Daniel chapter 12 Because this is really important Daniel chapter 12 Reading from verse 1 I hope you're writing down You know The seminar If you have any question. Um, why don't we try to have a question and answer session at the end of the meeting? I'll try to catch up with the time myself, so I'll give you maybe ten minutes, we can um, study together. We have nine minutes. Daniel chapter 12, verse 1, And at the time, at that time, saw Michael stand up, the great priest, which standeth for the children. Of thy people and there shall be a time of trouble such as never was since there was a nation even to that same time and at that time thy people shall be delivered everyone that shall be found written in the book are you ready for that? you know we went through first world war second so many people. I don't know about Malaysia, but Korea, Korean people. We, we have major issue with Japan because we've been working like a slave. They take away all our resources. They take away our sisters and you know, ladies become a comfort woman. Jews, they went to the Holocaust. You know, Roman Empire, they rule all these different nations, including you know Palestine and and you know Jewish people. They're sick and tired of this, and you know they did horrible things to people. I don't know. Was was Malaysia ever, yes. ever on the Japanese? Yes. 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 Was it a fun time? No. 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 But the Bible says. Nothing like that. The things that we're going to experience in the future will be much more greater. I mean, like, okay, Korea, we went through so many wars. Even now, we're technically still in war, middle of the war. North Korea can any time attack. But we don't want to see this. But but the Bible says something will happen that many Christians have to go through. Great tribulation. Let's continue. And many of them that sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake some of the some, some to everlasting life and some to shame and everlasting contempt. And they be that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament. And they that turn many to righteousness as the stars of forever and ever. Verse 4 But thou, O Daniel, shut up the words, and seal the book. Even to the time of the end, many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall be increased. Verse 4 God is saying, Daniel, seal up the books you're not going to understand this book until the time of the end right let's go to verse five then I Daniel looked and behold there stood other two the one of this one on this side of the bank of the river and the other on that side of the bank of the river and one said to the man clothed in linen which was upon that water of the river how long shall be Shall it be to the end of this wonders? And I heard the man clothed in linen, which was upon the waters of the river, when he held up his right hand and his left hand unto heaven, and swore by him that liveth forever that it shall be one For a time, times, and half times. And when he shall have accomplished to scatter the power of the holy people, all these things shall be finished. Go to next. And I heard, but I understood not. Then I said, Oh my Lord, what shall be the end of these things? Verse 9. And he says, Go thy way, Daniel, for the words are, what? Closed up and still till the time of the end. Many shall be purified, and many made white, and tried, but the wicked shall be be or do wickedly, and none of the wicked shall understand, but the wise shall understand. Okay, let's stop right there. It says time, times, and half times. What is it talking about? Time, time, and half times. In, in Hebrew, some of the translation, it, it just blankly says three and a half years. What is this prophecy talking about? Is it in the ending Daniel talk about time, time, and half times? Where is it? Where is this? Um, Daniel. <laughs> um. What are we studying by right now? By the way, right now we're studying when the time of the end starts. Okay? It's related to this, this thing in, in Daniel chapter 12. Because, think about it. Daniel, in the book of Daniel, chapter 1 through 12, there's many prophecies. Amen? Mm-hmm. Chapter 2 has... Statues, chapter four has Tree. Representing who? King Nebuchadnezzar, right? Chapter seven has prophecy, right? What was it? Beast. Chapter eight has a prophecy, two beasts, right? Which one did Daniel did not understand? out of all the prophecy. Because, keep saying, how long, when, when? Oh, Daniel. Shut up the book and seal it until the time of the end. Because you don't have to understand this until the later time. So Daniel did not understand the prophecy, the particular prophecy in this book. Daniel chapter Where where do we find this prophecy? Seven. Seven. Chapter seven. Reading. Verse. Let's start from twenty-three. Twenty three. Thus he says, the fourth beast. Who's the fourth beast? Who? Is that, is that Babylon? Is that kind of Persia? Or is it Greece? Rome. Or Rome? Rome? Rome, right? Fourth beast, Rome. Verse 23. The fourth beast shall be the fourth kingdom upon earth, which shall be diverse from all kingdoms, and shall devour the whole earth and shall treat it down, and break it in pieces. And the tenth horns out of the kingdom are ten kings. That shall arise, and another shall arise after them. And he shall be delivered from the first, and he shall subdue. Three kings. 25. And he shall speak great words against the Most High, and shall wear out the saints of the Most High, and think to change time and laws. And they shall be given into his hand until a time and times and a divided times. Like I said, in Hebrew, is a like year. Okay? Three and a half years. What prophecy is he talking about? Which prophecy? Do we have any other prophecy in the Bible really similar to this? Not other books. Not, not Daniel, but other books. Revelation. Word. Revelation. Which chapter? Chapter 12 and... 13. Right? Relating to? Which piece I said? Rome. Right? Let's go to Daniel chapter 12. I mean, Revelation chapter 12, sorry. Revelation chapter 12. This message, especially about the end time, I, I want you to remember. This, uh, by the way, we're studying about the gospel, right? Everlasting gospel at the, this time of the history. Revelation chapter 12. Reading, verse Six chapter twelve verse six and the woman fled into the wilderness. There shall there she had a place prepared of God. They they should feed her there a thousand two hundred and three score days. I tell you, the Hebrew words receive three years. If you divide it by Hebrew calendar, which is three hundred and sixty days per year, how many days is this? divided 1,260 by 30, which is month how many months is this? 42, 42. chapter 13 chapter 13 by the way, the time, time, and half time again, reappeared in chapter, Revelation chapter 12 verse, verse 14 but let's go to chapter 13, verse 5 Revelation chapter 13, verse 5, And there was given unto him a mouth, speaking great things, and blasphemies, and power was given unto him to continue, how many months? 42 42 months. Same thing, right? Time, time, and half time, three and a half years, 1,260 days, 42 months, one day equals how many years in Bible prophecy? One One year. So how many years is this? 1,260 years Related to which kingdom? Rome Rome. Did Rome persecute the saints for 1,260 years? From when to when? When to when? 5 3-8 538 until? 1798 when the time of the end starts? Seventeen ninety eight. Am I clear? Do, do you understand? Did you catch that? Am I going too fast? Another question. Which prophecy Daniel did not understand? Was this this prophecy or something else? To be continued? <laughs> <laughs> question. So far, question. Let's let's ask some questions. Any questions? What is the theme of this book? Jesus. Jesus. What is the theme of Book of Revelation? What is another name for Jesus? You know, Daniel Revelation, John described Jesus in very many names. No? First, beginning and the end, Alpha and Omega. He's another name, keep appearing again and again and again and again, was the Lamb! The Lamb! What is the difference between the book of Daniel and Revelation? One is dealing about kingdom, kingdom, kingdom political issues, political entities. How about revelation? It's about church, the bride. Are you are you getting excited? Are you having a great time studying the Bible? Time of the end, seventeen ninety eight. But there is a prophecy that Daniel did not understand. And believe it or not, Satan understood. He calculated, he timed it, and he says, I need to come up with another everlasting gospel. And I will deceive as much as possible. And he is doing fantastic compared to us preaching the everlasting gospel. I hope, and this is my prayer, that each session that I want you to see Jesus Christ. You know, if if you love somebody and I my wife is not here. I can share a little bit about my wife. I met my wife in two thousand three. I had a five list I've been praying for. One of them was uh, she has to love Jesus Christ more than anything. She has to love people because you know I'm a pastor. I want somebody to enjoy the ministry. I don't want somebody to like, you know, there's so many pastors, they give up their pastoral work because their wife is not with them. Unfortunately. And she has to be a musician. She has to come from a very good family. Good family means Christian family. And um, I want her to be, uh, yeah. Anyway, so five things, okay? Five things. So I met her in 2003. And 2005, I asked her, I wrote her email, I like you. We've been friends for two years, I, I really like you, and I want to see you know, something good happening between us. She replied, forget it, don't even dream. <laughs> no hope for future. We, we like to keep it that way, okay? I was heartbroken. 2006 comes. I was organizing a mission trip to Cambodia and I said this will be my last chance. So I prepared everything well and then we went to Cambodia together. She was supposed to go to Brazil but um, I convinced her, we need a music teacher, you know, we have to go around to public school and show them how music is so beautiful. So you know, we need some something good, like you know, musician, violin and piano and flute and so she came to Cambodia and I tell you maybe I'll, Pastor Jeremiah you can he's from Cambodia he's a youth director there you know I did my best and I won her heart. When I fall in love with her, I was so happy you know when, you, when you're in love with somebody you're in cloud 9, everything looks beautiful. The air smells so nice. (laughs) The clouds, oh, they're so soft. You know, when you're in love with somebody, you love to share. I would talk close to 6,000 minutes every month on the phone. We have devotion. we have a prayer, we we talk about anything, everything important, not important, you know, we, we share. And then, I was pastoring in New York, I would fly to Indiana every other week to see her. I calculate how many flights I flew, 52 times a year. Lots of money. I got bankrupt. (laughs) Credit card bills. You do some crazy things, right? You want to share your love and life. Jesus is in love with us. He wants to know. He really wants us to know what's happening, what, what will happen. Hey, I'm coming. I want you to prepare. I'm going to be here, and, you know, such a such a time, and you have to dress like this because I'm giving you the dress. I'm sending you the dress. And I pay for everything there and everything. I thought I was the, one of the best guys, you know, flying 52 times, you know, to see my girlfriend. I found a guy. He was living in New York, same, same city. His girlfriend was in Michigan. He drove every. Weekend. From New York to Michigan, is 12 hours. 12 hours drive to see a girlfriend and come back 12 hours. I thought, wow, that's, that's, that's better. I mean, that's, that's, I can't, I can beat that. Because flying takes a lot of life. Even, you know, transferring flight, altogether the probably four hours. Non-stop, would really, be two hours. Anyway, Jesus wants you to know, What's happening? So you could be ready and He can take all of us to His home, right? We don't want to live in this world that's full of sins and suffering and pain and, you know. Look at the Bible. Jesus says, I know your work. I know you. I know you personally. And I said, He said, I know what kind of pain you're going through. I know what experience you went through. And I said, I will wipe away your tears. There's going to be no more sorrow, no more pain, no more death. I want you to come with me and live there forever. We don't understand the word forever. Like infinite numbers. And that's what Jesus is talking to us of Revelation. Let's pray and then have our bathroom break and then come back again. Shall we? Father and heaven, we thank you, Lord, for teaching us throughout this hour. We are living in a time of the end and we need to understand this everlasting gospel and experience it so we can boldly proclaim So help us Lord, give us wisdom, send us divine guidance that we may understand and see how beautiful it is to know and experience your truth that we may be able to share with other people. Be with us till the rest of this day. We pray all things in Jesus precious name. Amen.